The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lock one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast, where we talk weekly, bi-weekly, uh, everything sprint car racing in the Midwest, some national stuff. As always, Brad Brown's in the house. Josh Harris with us again. Let's start off with Brad. Brad, man, how's it going? How's it going? We've been off for a week or so. Uh, was under the weather last week. I'm still kind of feeling it right now. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you still don't sound <laughs> You don't perfect. sound right yet. <laughs> yeah, things have been going good. Uh, Tucked away the camper this weekend. Got uh, during while it was snowing outside. It was just a flurry, but it was still snowing. And bagged some leaves. Just doing that crap to get and tidy up for the winter time. Bagging some leaves. Don't you know you just blow it out in the street or blow it in your neighbor's uh, yard? That really pisses me off. I got two neighbors that freaking do that and just pisses me off. A bunch of lazy bastards. Fuckers. Well, if you don't have grass, you don't got to worry about it. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's leaves. Not grass. The leaves can come from your neighbors, can, buddy. Yeah. They could cover my yard, so it looks like, hey, I do have grass underneath the leaves, but may not look that way. And that there is Josh Harris. Josh, man, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. Uh, it's been a fun uh, week off that we had and a fun week. Uh, fun? No, it sucked ass. <laughs> I, since I work with Brandon, last week we didn't have a show. His voice sounded like like really bad, really low pitch, kind of sounded like he was, had a lot of bass in his voice. But... Other than that, a uh, good week. Not a whole lot to talk about. Then why are we doing a show? There's not no, a lot I to mean, talk like about. Kind of, sucked, from- kind of sucked not really having any racing on last weekend. I, mean, I agree with that. Did you watch uh, Freddie Raymer uh, race out there at where, wherever I, they race? So disappointing. A third place finish. So disappointing. I know. What, I know. what is up with that? What? I mean. But did he wreck anybody? No. <laughs> hey, you said you became fans of him now, so hey. I still got to give you crap, and that's my friendly duty. <laughs> that's your job. <laughs> Even Freddie said it's my duty to give yeah. you shit. So. Yeah, he did not uh, disagree with that, did he? You know, I was going to get the race, but I was like, uh eh. Oh, that's right. It was one of those pay-per-view options. And, yeah, uh, it was on like you, Sprint something. Sprint Car Unlimited sprint TV? Car Unlimited or TV. Dirt Track Digest. So it was like, like 20, that. 30 bucks, and I'm like, I think they had yeah, like you, 20 cars out there. I was cheap like, bastard. Eh can't buy a pay-per-view race but what? you know you'll sit at, at home and watch flow for 150 all year long well yeah or dirt vision you know they could yeah, have had hey, it on there thanks for the password by the way <laughs> yeah no problem <laughs> <laughs> now i need to just get that eagle password that you got from uh, a friend of yours that password is no longer valid because uh racing season in eagle is over but over. they have announced their 2023 schedule and uh yeah, and uh, there's uh, there's uh, a couple mid race uh, dates to be determined. TBDs. Yeah, mm. I kind of look at the schedule. That be? There's not anything really new that has changed on it. Hey, they are opening the season with some topless late models, the topless nationals. You got uh, topless late models, topless modified sport mods, a mods. Be even better if they brought some topless sprint cars out there. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like a whole <laughs> lot know, of fenders you're talking about here. Sprint car fans are gonna be a little disappointed that there's no wingless races out there. 
It's it's those uh, topless late models. Those are kind of fun to watch because you get to watch the driver do some work. And you do so it does it does add a little excitement to the race. That's what I mean. What is a what is to the whole topless? Just take the roof model. off, There's man. Just no roof. But but what does that do? It's fun. It just it's like women that are topless. It's fun. It's, <laughs> so it's just the fact that you get to see them. You can do see it, the driver. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can see the driver as opposed to with the roof on. You don't see no. You, you can't see down and whatnot. So, but okay. what, what I found interesting is, and we had Brad Sweet on here a few weeks ago, and and he had mentioned that uh, they're looking at Eagle to bring the High Limit Series to Eagle. Well, as just, they should be. Yeah, they're just well. Yeah, Kyle's kind of good there, and Brad's not too bad there either. <laughs> Only fired but, my favorite driver because of Kyle Larson winning. <laughs> but what's interesting is June eighth is a to be determined date at Eagle. And if you go off of the 2022 World of Outlaws schedule, that date falls between the Grand Forks, North Dakota race and Knoxville. So they could hit Grand Forks, swing through Eagle, hit some, hit Eagle on the 8th, and then Knoxville that weekend. Same with uh, the 28th of June. That's a to-be-determined. To be and then they, that Houston's, they race the weekend before is Houston's, and then they head to Wisconsin the week after. So... That would be very feasible to have them at either one of those two um, dates. I want to start it now. So Let's choose. just have them at both dates. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd take that. Yeah, that will pack a high limit sprint cars at Eagle Raceway in June. I like it. Yeah, it uh, it uh, it leaves some uh, speculation. Some, yeah, some speculation. It's kind of fun to speculate and start a rumor about it. But uh, um, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that says that there's at least it, interest. It could, on one it could side even the, be the outlaws. Yeah. I mean, the world the outlaws they, model world of outlaws. Well, no, the world of outlaws, world world of outlaws <laughs> are going to be in Nebraska next year. Just happens to be the late model series. Yeah. But with these two dates at Eagle to be determined, it could be a sprint car race. It could be a world outlaw sprint car race too. Well, but who 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 takes over the track? I know we've talked about that before. They the high limits when they come in, is it going to be they rent the track, they or is it the track. track bringing them to the race? It could be both. It could be okay. both. So yeah. it's not like it's one or the other. No. Okay. They, I don't I don't know what the sanctioning fees for a high limit race would be, but last yeah. I speculation for an outlaw race was like eighty grand per yeah. night for yeah. an outlaw race. So yeah. wow. if you want to pay that that sanctioning fee, by all means, host your own world outlaw race. Yeah, and that's got to be upfront money. So if it rains out, you're screwed. You don't get that money back. So. so like that race they had was about a month ago that got rained out or the weather canceled. You're it. talking about the high limit race. Yeah. Did it, so the track lost. That's whatever. a different set of rules. I we don't. I don't it, know. I, yeah, it was probably just a a track rental type deal. Yeah. So the track probably made a little bit of money. Then the high limits lost some money. So because yeah. like, it was more to promote the series for next yeah. year than yeah. anything. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I found uh, I don't know if you listened to Wing Nation nope. and uh, um, I listened to Wing Nation with. Uh, What's his name? Carlton on it? Carlton Rummers? No. No, Brian. Brian Carlton. Brian. Brian Carter. Carter. Yeah, Brian Carter's on there. And they asked him about the High Limit Series, and he he didn't seem very sold on the idea that uh, he's going to – he said that he's not making up his mind right now. He's going to take his time to weigh all options and decide. As he should. But yeah. As he should, yeah, absolutely, because his job is to make sure the outlaws thrive. Mm -hmm. It's not the outlaws and then – Help support the did high you, Speaking of the outlaws, did you see the article? I believe it was on Sprint Car Unlimited. It might have been an article. might have been a comment uh, talking about how it's somebody's opinion that the uh, world outlaws have a monopoly in sprint car race and they have a kung fu grip on the world yeah. uh, on the driver saying they yeah. can't race nowhere. You sign that contract. Yeah. Well, you're not forced to sign that contract too. to run with I the outlaws. I just listened to Justin Fielder on the way yeah. out here, and it's exactly what he said. 
the only the only grip that they have on them is once you sign the contract, then you For are that year. under the You're World of Outlaws discretion. If you don't want to follow the World of Outlaw rules, you don't have to sign that contract, and therefore you can run any freaking race you want yep. to. You're just so, not guaranteed that money. Yeah, you're just not guaranteed the and money. And all the so, perks that goes into being and, a World of Outlaws. And in my opinion, the Outlaws have every right to do that. If you sign the contract and everything's spelled out in black and white, uh, it's not, it, they're not the bad people then. Now, is there a, con a contract or anything like that? I know with the, with the all-stars, you can run wherever you want, but if you say you're going to run an all-star series and say, Hey, I'm, I'm committing to the all-stars this year. Do you sign a contract with them? Do you, based on, you know, That's do you get any, question. any perks for being a full-time all-star driver? I would assume there's tow money involved, but I. But if don't. you don't, if you're just you know Joe Blow down the street, be like, hey, the All Stars are in town this week. I'm gonna go run with them. Yeah, right. you're probably not getting tow money. No. But can I, you yeah. back out of the deal? Can you say, well, I just don't want to do this. Isn't for me, and get out of it. I'm, the I'm assuming allies, once you sign the deal, you're K committed Casey for a year. Out. Casey Kane was a platinum member, and he backed out this year. So then you lose anything. You just lose everything the, that from that day forward. Right. Possibly. No I, that, I mean, that's all. That's all business and right. legal stuff <laughs> that we idiots do not understand yeah. <laughs> so i mean it could be a deal where you know casey didn't run all the outlaw races and you know from that point where he stopped running he stopped getting the benefits or it could have been something he had to turn back in and refund the outlaws for the tow money or whatever i mean I it would, all depends on what the, what's in the contract yeah. I, would, I've not, I haven't signed a contract i don't know what's in it i've never seen one but i would guess that he just from that point on stops gaining any of the tow it's money not like he has to pay anything back. you know hey if we would really want to find out josh start your own race car team uh go oh. get a contract from the royal all and let's uh let's peruse that bad boy i'll, I'll hire that driver down in oklahoma named brandon anderson <laughs> i heard he's a badass <laughs> But no, I always wondered, like, because the whole thing this year, coming into the season, was Casey Kane was running for Rookie of the Year, and it never... No, oh, he got hurt. He got hurt, and then it was oh. just like, I'm done. And it's like, well, what was the whole point of, you know, bumping this up, saying, I'm going to do this, and then he doesn't show up anymore? It's because he got hurt. I think the biggest thing was his injury, and then he was so far behind that it really wasn't worth doing anymore. And then mm. there's other rumors about uh, his... There's just other rumors out there, so uh, um, you know, a good rumor site was ibracing.com. Used to I know be. that guy was good. Yeah, and, I had, and that guy would have posted what he heard, but he's not doing that right now. And he'd get messages like, "I can't believe he posted this shit on here. You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. Well, now, how much is the off season going to not be so much silly season as in who's in what car, as opposed to who's driving what series? Because when do you have to commit? I'm assuming once the schedule Just drops before the first race. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's or you can commit after it. I mean, there's like guys, you know, run the first couple of races out there and and Florida and whatnot. And we're like, we're gonna see how we're what we're doing. Because that's what Phil. If we're, if we're up there in points, a, we might continue and go out west or wherever they're, they're at next. And that, that's a good point. And people have done that. They have signed the platinum contract. They raced through February, uh, through the Florida swing, right. and then made a decision on where they're at. If they're 10th in points, they say, screw it, we're going to go and stay home and do our normal routine. But if they're second in points, they may stick it out another month and see how California goes and then make a decision there. And well, so, that was something else they brought up about not doing the California thing yeah, early in the season right? just because it's not worth it money-wise and travel-wise. A lot of rain out there out west. But I know Phil Durst said that he's heard – that like Ryan Timms, who's going to start down in Florida, and his he said he joked that his dad's kind of worried. He's like, what if he starts off with a bang, does really well? Then you're running the outlaws. Then you're running the outlaws with a kid that's still in high school, you know, trying to do school on the side. 
they have online classes. Look at the hockey players, man. All the all the, all the hockey players are yeah. not at school right now. They're not going to school. They're they're going online, doing their homework. So Lincoln Stars player doesn't go to like no, Lincoln South. He doesn't go a lot. It's not Lincoln it's not ninety four anymore. So I mean, you just get online, you do your homework, you go home. <laughs> the fortunate thing is, a they can do it online, and right. early on in the year. They only race on the weekends, basically. Um, so it's not like they're racing five nights a week or anything. So he has a lot of look at Brandon Wimmer. Time. I mean, yeah. he was in high school and he was running the outlaw stuff. Yeah. So that's true. He made it work. But where and, there's a will, there's a way. In that same interview, and school's he, dumb. You don't need school if you're going to be a big time race car driver. <laughs> in that same interview, Stand Brian said that he's he doesn't want the sprint car class to turn out like the late model, where you don't know who's going to show up what night. Hey, that's I like the that. one advantage of the outlaws. That's fun. Not knowing who's going to be there. You know, I the more I thought about that question was, yeah, that's why you pay a little bit more for dirt vision is you know you're going to get to see the same 15, a little 16 bit more. drivers. Yeah, a lot <laughs> more. Double you pay a lot more, yes. Double. But I feel like you get the value in knowing that I get to watch these guys every, every show they're in. Yeah, you know, a point that Brian said was um, – Brad Sweet said something about how with races being on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's not going to affect um, the crowd or drivers at the track where the outlaws are going to be. And I can see that, and he's probably right. And But but Brian said, we don't know that. We don't know if, if, if fans will go to the high limit race on Tuesday and then um, skip going to that weekend outlaw race. But, um, you know, Let's just say the outlaws are in Houston or on Grand Forks on the weekend, Eagle on Wednesday, and then Knoxville on Friday, Saturday. Some Brian's saying that some people in this area will go to the Eagle race but not make their way over to Knoxville. Uh, yeah, that'd be me, but whereas, then again, I'm probably not going to Knoxville to begin with. So, Whereas if the high limit race isn't there, more of the Lincoln or Nebraska area will run over to Knoxville and pick up that two-day show. But I think a lot of people, probably as many people that are going to stay home, are going to load their camper up, drive to Eagle, hit that race, and then run over to Knoxville and hit the next two, make it a, make it a, a week trip. And so fans from Colorado will come there, or Kansas will come up and see, spend a, um, three days of racing in five days, and and make a make a vacation out of it. So, but I, I understand the Ram, Ram, uh, Brian needs more solid information before Data. he makes that decision. So. But you know he's not going to get that information until after it happens. Right, yes. exactly right. I, yeah, you got to see see how it plays out to get that information. Well, and how much does the All Stars dip into what the Outlaws are doing? They're not. Sometimes they're not even in the same region as each other. Most of the time, and, they're not even in the same state. So, and so to me, like you said, it it would make it a better thing for the fan because instead of taking one or two days off, now I can take one or two days off plus my weekend. I get to go see racing. I mean, that to me to watch races for four nights, that'd be awesome. You do that as it is, but you don't. I do on TV. You sit at home. <laughs> I, I can see both arguments, uh, and I don't know if there's there's not an easy answer to this. Um, I just hope that I we'll just have to wait and see. I just hope the Highlands are the Eagle Raceway then on those two that, uh, yes. weekly shows or weekly dates that are open. I hope the Outlaws let them race, and and because I don't think all fifteen Outlaws will hit the Highlands. I don't race. think they will either. I think some will, but I don't think I think those that are on the Platinum contract will save their equipment and save their let their crew members get a night's rest or whatever instead of abusing them by throwing in 12 more sprint car races. you know i i know it can't be done now because of uh 
social media and uh, the fact that it'll get out there so quick. But wouldn't it be cool to be like back in the 50s? So, okay, I cannot run any other races. I have, I'm an outlaw member. I'm running outlaw races. That's all I can do. But then you're going to get a Smoke Johnson at Eagle Raceway for a high limit race. Or Luke Warmwater. Yeah, or Manny Moore under alias names. Josh is like, who You really think that would happen? It Absolutely. It has <laughs> happened. Has it really? It has happened. Who? Luke Warmwater, Jimmy Sills. Jimmy Sills showed up at a race and said, they asked him what his name was. He said Luke Warmwater, and he, he raced a race or race and Luke huh. Warmwater. Yeah. I did not know that. And there was another. Smoke Johnson. Tony Stewart used to sign in under aliases all the time. Yeah. Um, there was another one, but I can't think of what his name was. But uh, yeah, he he wasn't. I mean, he he didn't want to. So since it wasn't his name or they, the outlaw's yeah. name, he could and back in the it. day that was IMCA. IMCA did not yeah. know that these guys uh, were running these unsanctioned races. It would never happen it's today. It'd to be awesome now, if it did, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> so. Imagine trying to hide that on TV. Like, got to wear. That's wig that's why you can't do it nowadays. But you know, the only thing you could probably do is come out of the holler with your helmet on and walk, walk to the car. And then it's he, the stig. And the only, the only time you're screwed is if you crash and then if you crash or win, you got to take that helmet off and bitch yeah, you No, I'm, I'm keeping it on. Yeah, you hit the brakes. <laughs> I didn't uh, want to win this race. <laughs> so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that, all that plays out though. You know, I did say, and then also as he said in the interview is, he wants the fan experience to be more than what the streaming experience is. And yeah, you got to cater to the guys that are paying the ticket prices to get in the racetrack. But he also said, what I kind of liked is, you know, by doing the streaming thing is you get people more aware of different tracks. And, you know, like Brad has his bucket list of tracks he wants to go to. How much of those tracks would you say that you have you added from streaming that you've seen on TV? And you're like, you know, I wouldn't all mind seeing that. Yeah. All really? Them. All of them you have? Cause like, all, all my bucket list tra tracks that I've wanted to go to, they've, I've wanted to go to them before streaming and streaming only reinsert a curve. Yeah, yeah. confirm that I want to get to those racetracks, but I knew before then they were badass racetracks that I want to go to. Um, Port Royal was never on my bucket list. I mean, Eldora was always on it. So I, I can say that streaming had nothing to do with that, but Port Royal is on there because of, of the races because I've of seen streaming. Right yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, and even t when we talked to Freddie last time, it it actually, I thought that was kind of cool that you could literally go to Pennsylvania and go to all those tracks. And, you know, it's all tracks I've watched on streaming. And it'd be really fun to, you know, actually see it in person. All the racetracks are railroad tracks you watch on streaming. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I thought that was interesting, him bringing up that topic. But at the same time, streaming helps. So it's not like it's taking away from everything. It actually is enhancing some of the, the things as far as bringing people to the race. And I think what Brian was, was more getting at was he wanted the fans in the track at the track to be just as, if not more informed of to what's going on at the races and versus the guys that sit at home and watch TV. Right. Which is why you put the big TV that sits in the back stretch or wherever. Yeah. Now the big deal is you got to get some of these tracks to update their sound system. Cause you can't hear a damn thing what's going on. Mm -hmm. No. And you can, even at I 80, you could barely even see the, the jumbo truck well, it, blew up. Even my son was like, I don't know what's on that TV over there. I mean, at, at Knoxville, you can see it. I can it. see it just fine. Well, I mean, but like at Knoxville, you can see it. And they also have it playing, you know, down in the, you know, the concession area and stuff like that. I mean, not a lot of these tracks have that type of situation like Knoxville does. True. But... You know, I think with with they're trying to. Uh, I, um, what he was, I think what he was alluding to is he wants the fans to be entertained as much as the the people that are sitting at home watching on TV, and and I think you got to do that. 
because uh, otherwise they're not going to come to the racetrack. They're going to sit there and watch it on streaming. So, um, I mean, just look today, you go to a race and if there's any downtime at all, everybody's on their damn phone. They're not, they're not. I mean, I like to look out into the infield and look at the crew members working on their cars or kind of, I mean, it's hard to see, but you can see it if there's an engine change or, or something along that line where now everybody just gets out their phone and surfs all over the internet on whatever they're looking at. And, and so there's gotta be, you gotta do something to entertain, but then you're going to, you're going to offend the traditionalists versus the, the new younger, younger crowd. And so you, there's no easy answer to any of this, but I think the answer, the biggest answer is you got to get done at a reasonable time. You can't, you can't drag these things out until one o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning. You see the Vegas races, uh-uh. five 30 in the morning. They got done. No kidding. I mean, it was late models and modified and stock car crap, but five 30 in the morning. Yeah, there's no way. And I, I get it. It's Vegas, but 5 30 in the morning let's i think they real. have a, the number of cars stuff. plays a role in it, too, it does it, it does but there were like 300 modifiers or something still. like that you know I, just a few short years ago i was that guy that was like hey i pay my 20 30 to come to a race i don't care what time it gets over with i am here to watch racing but you i got to maximize your money i got older and wiser i guess and now i am so happy you want a quality they, not quantity yeah, <laughs> i want to i want, I want to race. be done by 10 10 30 and be out that's uh, my my uh my uh, preferences changed dramatically over the last couple of years i mean to me not that i go to a lot of races but i will admit going you know. at, going to i80 uh, for that outlaw race actually made me excited and actually got my son asking when the next time we're going to go. And to me, that was probably, well, son, the- I only go to races about once every four years. So you're going to be about 18 <laughs> no, before we go out there again. around here, man. The worst part, like I'd be like, well, we only go watch sprint cars, but where are you going to watch sprint cars at? Eagle raceway every weekend, sprint cars, Brad, <laughs> Brad's not going. <laughs> yeah, but Brad, Brad's Brad. <laughs> if high limit goes, I'll be there. God damn right. You will be there. Cause I'm dragging your ass out there. So, so, but you have watched 305s at I 80. So it's not well, like I've watched you, them at Eagle. Yeah. It's not right. like you have not watched yeah. them, but yeah, it's just, yeah. As Josh just doesn't watch them. I mean, <laughs> Hey, I watched them on TV. You know, sadly, Brad's been to more 305 races than you have, Josh. <laughs> I went to one year of exactly. the 305 National. As though, much shit as James Rowling gets year. Brad Brown on, on social media for not going to Eagle Raceway for sporting 305s. The real culprit here is Josh. What? Brad has gone to more 305 races at Eagle Raceway than Josh has his entire life. That is not true. It's I've, pro- fact. I've probably gone to Eagle seven or eight times watching the 305s. How many times have you been there, Josh? To watch 305s or just been to Eagle? To watch the 305s. 305s? While the 305s were there. Not much. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, think probably, I just went to the 305 Nationals at one time. <laughs> and Eagle in general, I guarantee Brad knocks well, I you out know of the Brad probably beats me there, but I used to go every week back when the 360s were there because so did brad hey i did a lot of lettering on cars that were out there i'd go to the pits and half the time i'd have to install lettering in the pits so yeah that was when, lots of fun can you guesstimate when your first race you went to what year was your first time you went to a car race yeah um we're talking car race or sprint car race sprint car race or just race in general like a dirt well, race. yeah so i remember going to midwest speedway with my brother and my dad and my other brother, and it was probably when I was in fifth grade. So what's that? 
it's probably like when I was, let's say eight, probably eight or nine. It's about the same age my son is now. And I'm 41, so that's like 30-some years ago. I've been going. I was born in October, and I was at the track in April or May. So I was going since I was like eight months old. So, so nineteen, probably 19, 1988 was probably the first time I went. Gotcha, beat. Oh. Fuck off, Josh. Yeah, I'm way past that because I graduated from high school in 84, and I went. I you grew old up going son of a bitch. Three, yeah, 84, I was just born in 81. I've been, <laughs> I've been going to the races three nights a week when I uh, throughout my whole Grade school and high school life. So, but I did used to go to Knoxville every year from when I was uh, in seventh, no, sixth grade or seventh grade, all the way up until mm, probably like my second year in college. I mean, I went every single year, and we at least went more than once. Those were the days where you stay in the camper right there on the on the mm -hmm. ground. No, we didn't. Camper. We stayed at some like was it Red Rock or something like Red like Rock. That. And then the, the year I stopped going, my brother then started staying by the track and showing me how much more fun it is. I'm yeah, like, you know, how many times fun. did I ask you we could just do this as opposed to do that? Oh, no, that's too, it's too crowded. And now he stays there. He loves it. So my well, how first... How much more time do we got to kill before we got our guest on? I don't know. At least 15. Something like that. <laughs> so we did tease something last you week. You know, let me f f tell you, 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 Brad asked the question of when your first race car, race was... You're not going to allow me to answer the question? When was your first when race, was your first race? The or first Brandon? race I remember going to, I know I've been to races beforehand, but first race I remember is 1986 um, at Mid-Continent. So you were five, right? Yep. Five. And it was on my birthday because I got a program signed by Kyle Burke saying, happy birthday, Brandon, but he spelled my damn name wrong. <laughs> what? He spelled your first Did or last name? Was first name. J-O-E? Is that what he said? <laughs> no, it was I N instead of Owen. Oh, who spells Brandon? Yeah, Brandon I don't know. I Apparently, some farmer in Marquette, Nebraska, <laughs> named Kyle Burke does. But I, I, I remember being at the races beforehand. But I remember that specific day just because it was yeah, I got I had you remember something from it. Now the first sprint car race I ever been to was the Gum House Series at Eagle Raceway when we went two thousand. So I got you beat there. I went to a sprint car race for you. Yeah. So they <laughs> didn't we have sprint, sprint cars at really. Midcontinent when you were there. I'm sure they ran specials there. Um, I don't. I don't ever remember seeing them. It used to be weekly, but I don't know when the last yeah. time sprint cars. No, Midcontinent when I went weekly was it was late models, uh, Broncos. Oh, I um, remember those, like pro pro ams and yeah. stuff like that. So, I'm sure they I'm sure they had sprint cars there. I just don't remember seeing them. Right. Hmm. But by that time, they may not have ran sprint cars except for special. Yeah, and special and I, shows. So did you ever go to, I know Brad's probably has, but any of the NSCA or the ESTS Yes, yes, I used to go to all the you time. You go to all those? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been like right around 2000. No, maybe it was. Because you say 2000, that, that's a huge. Yeah, maybe it was 99. left out. I don't know. I remember my first sprint car race that, that I remember going to was, was the Gum Out Series at Eagle Raceway because I, I, all I saw was World Outlaws. I'm like, all right, fuck, we're going to go see Steve Kansas or Stamus Wendell. Those motherfuckers weren't there. So PJ Chesson. I, I, did, I did see uh, Jeff Shepard set a track record, though, which is pretty I badass. I did see on uh, Twitter that someone said, whatever happened to the Chesson brothers? Uh, even know? They got smart and quit racing. <laughs> PJ, PJ went uh, IndyCar racing for a while. Did um, he really? Yep. 
uh, came back, ran sprint cars for a little bit. Now he's just raising kids. There was a smoking hot wife. You should see his wife on Instagram. She is hot. Or Tyler Walker. Whatever happened to him? He's in jail. He was fun to watch. Tyler Walker has a new filter business in California. Um, for his it, mouth or for for houses? Hey, he's cleaned up his life, all right? <laughs> he's cleaned his life up. And, he, and good for him. It's Walker, yeah, fil- Walker filters. A lot of the outlaws run Walker filters. It's a, oh. it's a, a air cleaner type filter system. And... And uh, I mean, I think that's what his dad did when that got him into sprint car racing, and he just kind of took the baton. And once he got his life straightened out and dodged that bullet of that uh, that road <sighs> that cha- police chasing. Can you imagine Vegas. watching that on an episode of Cops? Yeah, He'd be going so, sideways. <laughs> but uh, um, the Chessons, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly, exactly sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they're supposed they to be now? the next big thing. Yeah. At least in the dirt world, world day everybody. I mean, thought. hey, PJ did it. He went out and ran into cars for a little bit and yeah. just kind of. That's a career moved on. Name from many many years. Well, ago. I just saw it on Twitter. I was like, it was like interesting. I was like, it was like one of those old magazine covers, and they were like, whatever happened? I'm like, I have no clue. I mean, I remember watching them a couple times about it. And they're green cars, green and silver. So, yeah. do you guys see that uh, the Allies are mandating a fire suppression system on all their cars now? Good for them. What? Yeah. Yep. Safety is always good. It's I, not yeah, a bad thing. I think there's, of course, the the keyboard commandos are criticizing the outlaws. Hey, for how many cars do those guys own? Like that. What's that? How Zero. many cars do those guys own? Yeah, they own well, a, there a video some, game there car. There were some drivers, not I don't not so well known, but there were some drivers. But oh, there's how many driver? How many teams will fold because they're not going to be able to afford the seven? No, there's thirty three hundred five sprint cars that you go raceway every yeah. week that have fire suppression yeah. systems in their cars. A seven hundred dollar fire extinguisher is not going to stop a team from fielding it. How about this? Let's not put a let's mandate let's mandate fifteen hundred dollar Hans devices while we're at it. Well, let's no not joke. let's not put a two thousand dollar paint. Scheme on your helmet. Hey, okay, on the helmet sure. I can do it with, but you got to do it on the car because I need to get paid. <laughs> hey, that's so, true. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. Everybody's still going to do it, and it, and it's only a, a great, a good thing because it's going to it potentially could save a driver's life. Yeah, how many cars did we get on fire this, this yeah, past this year? year? It's been Look horrible. At Dylan Sisney, I bet you he wishes he would have had one at, at Port Royal that time when uh, Dietrich and somebody else jumped out of the cars to help pull him out. Um, I don't know who it was at, but I remember but that. Yeah. He was on fire and he couldn't get out of his car. He how much used up have, every second of his fireproof. How much would have that have helped him? In what in what happened was see now is it so like let's say like Dietrich jumps out of his car, he knows where it's at to help put it out. Is that what the whole purpose? There's of there's it is? it's got to have two levers. One's an automatic system where it'll automatically go off, and the other one is it's got to be located in the same spot so somebody can reach in and trip it and cause the extinguisher to go off. Um, one argument is a driver's going to have to breathe all that. Well, yeah. that's true. You have to breathe it anyways if you're getting on fire and you're, you're getting gonna have to the fire it or you're going to breathe fire. So um, there was a young kid that burned his neck and stuff, and he missed some races, uh, and that su- suppression system could have saved him. Um, so I, I, I think that the allies were uh, – I mean, they were – I think they made a good call by making this mandatory. There were already people putting it on their cars and the 305 is doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, like at Eagle, and I believe it's an IMCA rule. If you have a fire suppression system in your car, your your weight rule is lower 
Oh. Then if you don't have it, you have to. You, if I'm not mistaken, higher. it's only like a six or seven pound unit. Yeah. So and they're bolting on weight anyway. So yeah. this is it's anybody that's complaining about this is is wrong. They're <laughs> just idiot. point wrong. Or are they trying to say that you know, they can't put the weight where they want to put the weight? Then uh, more than it is anything. I haven't heard that argument at all. But I've heard that the cost thing is you're gonna seven hundred bucks make me spend seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars for a safety thing is. Yeah. Should well, be pennies even, in the what bucket. About, what about the times like when? Remember when Trey was on fire and you couldn't even see it? It wasn't until he could feel himself yeah. burning. With well, that, I'm assuming that would help with that too. Alcohol you know? burns clear, so yeah. uh, you, you most of the time can't even see it. Yeah, because so. he's like the guy's like, "What's wrong?" And he's jumping out of the car and he's on fire, and it, you know he yeah. can't really. Anyway, see it. props to the outlaws for uh, for mandating that. That's just uh, only going to save. I guess one argument is you're going to have to get. Some teams are going to have to. If buy you save one life system, by mandating so, this, is well money well yeah, spent. Yeah, so there's going to be. I can see the I can see the team's argument, but like I said, don't spend fifteen hundred dollars on painting your helmet if, no. if that's really that big of a deal. I agree there. So, Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world, featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and one hundred percent racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Hey guys, Stan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced. And usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. At Charter West Bank Mortgage Center, we know that it's more important now than ever to find a smart mortgage that fits your needs. We're locally owned, and Charter West Bank Mortgage Center is a leader in Nebraska mortgage lending for first-time home buyers and all types of loans. Our local mortgage team at Charter West is here to help. Give us a call. Charter West Bank Mortgage Center. Nebraska born, Nebraska owned, Nebraska values. Charter West Bank, the power of the Eagle. Equal housing lender. All right, guys. Welcome back to Quick Time, the podcast. Did you uh, catch that last ad there, Josh? Uh, you kind of set up a new uh, sponsor there for us. I did get us a uh, Charter West Bank. Um, Jody, uh, she's a good, good friend of me and Brandon. Uh, she did a lot of work, work with us back in the day uh, for Creek Carriers. She moved on to her family's company. Um, super nice person. Felt bad because I've been talking to her probably for the last week about it. And uh, just so happened her and her son got COVID. They're in the hospital and she's... Here's me last night. Uh, you, do you want to put the add on tonight? And she's like, well, my son Lake uh, is on a breathalyzer, but I'll, I'll get you mean respirator. a respirator. <laughs> and I'm like, I go, it's not a big deal. And she's like, oh, no, we'll get it to you. And then I text Brandon's like, so are we good? And he's like, yep, we're good. But no, it's it's awesome to get another sponsor. Anybody else out there that wants to sponsor the podcast, get a hold of Brandon, Brad, no, or No, get a hold of Josh because I don't deal with this crap. <laughs> 
but no, it's it's awesome to see people like the podcast. Um, she joked that she was going to play it at the bank. And yeah, it's not a podcast. Told to be her she might want to listen to it first before that happens. Um, yeah, Brandon cusses a lot. Bran- Brandon's. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> hey, hey well, let me say this. If I did not cuss, I would eliminate ninety nine point nine percent of my speech. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, All right, ninety-eight percent. That's pretty true. But uh, anyway, uh, Jody, I hope that you and your son get through this uh, COVID thing. I lost my sister from COVID, so um, I guess you don't need to hear. I that don't. I don't want to jump on a COVID um, thing, but did you see that idiot Tracy Hines tweet. Hmm. I, I quit following him because of this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's like, oh, do you think they released this COVID BS at the time that they did for blah, blah, blah? And I go, you're a... F- yeah, because China dealt with the same thing. Yeah. Really? Anyway, anyway, I hope, hope uh, he, both of them... Uh, he, Jesus, you know, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I definitely want to say thanks to Jody and Charter West Bank. Um, I hope we can get a good... Good show. So if, yeah, if you're uh, looking to refinance your house, you need a new savings account, checking account or anything like that. Check out a uh, Charter West Bank. Charter West Bank. Uh, they do mortgages and they're banking. So yeah, give them Equal a call. Equal lending opportunity and uh, a <laughs> member FDIC. Um, all that good stuff. Boy, Brandon nailed it. <laughs> hey, that's what I do. I nail it. But yeah, no, big, big thank you for that. But uh, moving on to some other racing news. What do you think about Silver Dollar Nationals leaving Nebraska? I knew it. I knew it, Brad. B.A. called it. (laughs) Look at me. I am so smart. Dan Taylor, suck on that. (laughs) Dan Taylor doesn't get to announce it now, right? No, Dan Taylor is like, I hate all these people who are like coming out. I "I knew it like they won a freaking prize. So, Dan, I knew it. I want my prize. It's bottom line. It sucks that IE's gone, but... uh, I'm glad that the Kaziskis still get to host their their baby and, and at a different track. So, well, and you like you guys were saying last time is that you need a big track to be able to host this event. You can't not just, a, not necessarily a big track. You need a big facility. Facility. That's the key thing is because Houston is not a big track. It's a quarter mile. It has. I'm assuming late miles have raced out. It's there. smaller than Eagle. Eagle is a uh, a third mile. How good is the late model racing out at Houston? Does anybody uh, they that? ran super late models out there for the first time this past season with the Lucas Oil late models, I believe it was, and it was a badass show. Was it really? Hmm. I guess I think it, it was, was a little. It was a little tester to see what late models would do out there for next year with the big old silver dollar nationals coming in. I always think of late models when they get on those smaller tracks, it just doesn't look right. You know, like they just look too big for the track. But maybe I'm wrong. You are wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. And that, it would that not track, be the first and it's time. not going to be the last time. That track is <laughs> narrow because it's got a, a wall on the inside and the outside, so there's not a lot of room for air. You've been to Houston before? Yeah, a couple times. All right, yeah. me too. Josh, you been to Houston before? <laughs> I, my, I'm going next year. I want to go next year. So All right. Maybe we'll we should see. road trip up there. Me, me, the, we could do a podcast from up there. We could do. Doug, jo- Doug Johnson, the GM up there, is pretty good friends with me and Brad up there, so I'm sure he would. There uh, you go, Brad. You ready? Would give us uh, access to a suite and record a podcast, maybe get some uh, drivers on and... Uh, you know, that big old uh, High Limit Sprint Car weekend at Eagle Raceway, <laughs> then the Outlaws up at Houston next uh, the following week. We good. We can go up there. Hint, hint. <laughs> but no, that uh, that was one of the things I saw. And then 54 days till the Chili Bowl. Is the Chili Bowl going to be as good without Larson there? Yeah. It was it, good it, before it, Larson, it, so it'll, it'll be it good after it Larson. It won't miss a beat. To me, it's more about the race than it is about one driver saying they don't want to be there. You know, if Larson didn't win the last couple of years, he would still be there. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, you said the Chili Bowl's in 52 days. Uh, pre-entries started coming out uh, today. I believe they have 60, and the uh, list will go public when they hit 100 pre-entries. So, 
It's pretty impressive, 60 already. I mean, it's not been open very long, but uh, uh, they're still going to get their 300 car, 300 entries in before the, before it's all set. I'm going to get 298 because uh, Christopher Bell and Kyle Arson will not be there. You don't think Bell will show up? No, I don't think Bell will show up. Yeah, I don't know. Bell loves it. I don't it. know. Bell is from he Oklahoma. He's he an Oklahoma it. kid, so he might show up. He might have been and like, Kyle, you know, I agree with you, but you know what? I'm still going to fucking race it. And I don't think him and Kyle get along the best anymore. So I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see if Bell shows up. But uh, they're still going to get their 300. And, yeah, Kyle's committed to run a late model in uh, Vado Speedway in New Mexico. And there's going to be others probably do it too. But for the most part, Everybody that is anybody's going to be there. And yeah, and now, Josh, you were right. Uh, off air, we were discussing who won the Chili Bowl last we're year. We're not going to have that on the air. What the heck? No, it was <laughs> off air. That was so uh, awesome. Tanner Thorson, defending uh, Chili Bowl champion, he's scheduled to be on the program right now. I know he's driving, making his way out to California right now for the West Coast USAC midget swing. Uh, so reception is a little bit spotty here and there. So we're trying to get out with him. It may happen. It may not happen. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, do you think the Chili Bowl might not have as many NASCAR guys because Larson's not there? Because I think he kind of brought like what? he he they had Chase Elliott and three one of his NASCAR cars. guys there. Yeah, three beforehand. Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Bowman, Bowman. Yeah, who gives yeah. shit? Yeah. I don't go there to watch NASCAR guys race Chili Bowl stuff. I don't. Think- I go there to watch three hundred men just rip around that eighth mile racetrack at the Tulsa Expo Center. If I'm not mistaken, Elliott said he's not going back, but really, um, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's the only thing in town. So if they, if they want to race, they're going to race. And yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if it pays Or they're going to go out to Votto and race late model. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That looks like a pretty interesting gig out there in Votto Speedway. They're going to have like 14 straight days of racing between late models. It's and like the old slick, slick 50 uh, series yeah, out there out yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Manzanita Speedway. I don't know what kind of racing there is that track is produced, but uh, it'd be it's a, I guess a top notch facility. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out too. So is there a lot of racing that goes on out in the West Coast as far as like sprint car racing during the winter our winter no, time? Nothing really. Or yeah, is after it, Thanksgiving, nothing happens. Yeah. So it's pretty much after, after, after Turkey, turkey Day, about, yeah. Turkey Night, or whatever you want to call it. After Turkey Night, it's about done. But uh, um, in New Mexico, the Vado Speedway, they'll I think it's Las Cruces. They're gonna have this is like the third time of doing something like this so well then you also have the shootout that's always fun to see see the micro guys even though you guys are like ah. I think your definition of fun and my definition <laughs> think, of fun are completely different i think that would be a painful event to watch it's actually a lot of fun the only bad part is you you're really there to watch certain guys so what i do is i i'll when i we went down and did the show for work and uh, i would actually put down the driver's in the morning, I'd look and see what races they were in, and then I'd put an alarm on my phone to go, hey, go watch this race type thing. But it was always nice. We have it on at the shop at work and get to see it. Yeah, I like well, having races. Brandon gets to see it in the back. Yeah. I don't get to see it up front. Just get a better boss. Maybe I'll just schedule lots of <laughs> installs for me in the back area. <laughs> the only reason I say it'd be painful but is because it was it's all day for, what, three or four straight days, mm-hmm. and you don't know any of the drivers. And so that would be... It would be hard. I mean, I'm sure there's, it, it's a great, uh, pretty good show and 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 oh, yeah. fun to watch to a certain extent. But for me, not knowing any of the drivers and stuff, I think it, I I couldn't sit through that. Yeah, call me not a race fan, but I, I could not sit through. <laughs> that. Brad, I can't believe you. You're yeah. not wanting to go out there and watch 
1,000 micro drivers, yeah, no, you have no kidding. clue who the hell they are. <laughs> well, I got to admit, they do say that the shootout basically is what helps pay for the Chili Bowl because of how many entries they get, because they get even more entries. And by pay for the Chili Bowl, you mean pay for the rental of the facility and all other sort of stuff, because Chili Bowl pays for itself. Emmett's, uh, he's, his pockets aren't empty. It depends who you talk to. People say the shootout, the, the Chili Bowl is profit. The, right. the, the shootout pays the rent and the fees and everything, but the Chili Bowl is all profit. Yeah. So who knows? Emma, Emmett's not going to show any of us the books, so no. we're not going to know. And it's uh, none of my business. It's, it's actually <laughs> none of our business. So I'm just glad he does it because uh, it's fun to watch. And thousands of fans are happy about it. So so this year, is the, is the podcast going to fill out a... No, I don't want to give pools. away my money. I lose money on it, and I ain't gonna do it. We did it once. We can do it for fun. I did it last year yeah. with my neighbors, and the I year before, I suck at pools. So. Yeah, how how did you do on that pool, Josh? We didn't do so hot this last year. Yeah, I think I finished like four hundredth and something. Then me, Brad, and Jason filled that one, and we uh, we sucked. We sucked. We're horrible. <laughs> I, I always bet with my head instead of uh, my heart instead of my head, so I always pick Sammy. Well, yeah. And, and, but, hey, he might have a chance now because he's, he's racing got, with glasses. He's got glasses so, on now. He can see. Made a difference. He went from 10th, 31st to 30th. 10th to fell back to 13th to finish third or fourth. Fourth, I think he finished fourth. And Out of five cars? No, there was a, <laughs> Out of five cars. There was like 35 cars there. Yeah. So what we could do this is we is could last weekend in, for it. Last Pay weekend in Arizona. No. What? Paid twenty five dollars out of your own damn pocket, Josh. Be a man if you want right. to. I will. I will pay for our. All right. Our then you can fill, fill out our bracket no, too. The three I of us don't will fill it shit. out. We each pick a day that we're gonna fill out, and we have to pick the drivers that day. We're gonna lose each three of those days. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just so can't hard pick to do. Holloman and <laughs> you have to pick Holloman because he's what? the best one in Group F. <laughs> oh, that's true. My bad. G or <laughs> Z or <laughs> yeah. But no, that's that's part of the fun. Every time, ever since I, you got me hooked on looking at that pool, it was. But yeah, you have the same guys that win Degenerate. that. Degenerate. Yeah, like, Kevin Swindell. Yeah. Is that just because he knows who the drivers are? <laughs> because, yeah, he, he knows <laughs> down the line of who drivers are. Yeah. Hmm. He ain't stupid. Maybe I'll talk to Frank Glush and see if he can give me the insight on that. Uh, Frank's a major or a micro racer there, buddy. Yeah. He, He'll dang be it, I, I he brought the shootout there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine so, picking out a pool for a shootout? Holy yeah. shit. There's throwing darts at a dartboard. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is yeah, all, who the needs help, a, all the help wanted signs that are yeah, out there. Yeah, who needs a job? Yeah. Uh, you guys want to be a, uh, be a mechanic for a, sp- a sprint car team? Ask me 20 years uh, ago, I'd be like, hell yeah. yeah you, it's wide open right now. You got KKR looking for multiple crew members, Shark Racing, uh, Hefertepe, or I, I, I butcher his name. It's uh, Sam Hefertepe, Riley Goodno, Clausen Marshall, Zerfoss. There's so many teams out there. Um, Kinzer Racing. There's so many teams out there looking for experienced help, and they're just so hard to find right now because it's they don't get paid a lot. They work their ass off, and they travel for 10 months out of the year. But uh, it, I guess it can be pretty rewarding because there are a lot of people that do it for a long time. I would love to. Uh, like 20 years ago, it'd be yeah. awesome to go out and get a CDL and go travel the country and go racing. If you're single and have no kids, I mean, that, that'd be a blast. Yeah, that's where it sucks year. right now. Yeah. I got the single part covered. Hey, there you go, Brandon. <laughs> I got the single part covered. but <clears throat> Just fly Jordan out to whatever track you're at. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know. <gasps> Jesus, Josh, figure it out, bud. I'm dying over here. I personally know a couple crew members on uh, cars and 
and they've been doing it for a while and i don't know how they do it because they they live in a live in a suitcase they drive the semi they work on the cars they sleep in hotels all all year long it's the rock and roll lifestyle yeah yeah and I don't know, going from coast to coast, that would be a long time. You know, they all say that that swing from the Midwest out to Washington and down through California is their best best trip because of the scenery, the mountains, and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And they have time. They usually race on weekends, and so they can do some trout fishing and stuff like that. You know, the that. best part so, about it would be, though, you have a different girl in every city you go to. If you're lucky enough. There you go, Brandon. Hey, I'm too ugly to have a girl. You're only there for a short period of time. <laughs> as long as they keep the lights off, we're good. You're at a dark dirt track, so how are they going to know? Once they sober up and uh, the lights come on, I might be in trouble. <laughs> or am I, I might be confirming my bad decision that I made. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Again, this is not for a bank. <laughs> this is not for a bank. But no, it, but it goes on. <laughs> I, I, will, I will admit, though, like that would be – it's almost – that part of that job is a young man's game. Yeah. It's not a, a guy that's older. Like unless you're retired. Said, if I was younger, I think it would be fun to try for a year yeah, or two. I mean, but, uh, I mean, maybe it'd be awesome, but uh, I, it would be fun to try for a year or two, but I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's just, there. it just be, it would be a hard life. I mean, you're going to, you're going to eat track food every time you're at a racetrack. Yeah, pork tenderloins. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but otherwise you eat McDonald's or whatever. Cholesterol goes I don't know how they stay in shape doing that stuff. Because they work. They work their ass off. That's true. There's a lot of beer drinking that goes on at night, too. There's, they, There's they a lot. They sit around. In, in between races, they sit around, drink and drink and drink. Wasn't that what T-Miz said from last night? He couldn't do the, the stand yeah. too well because he was still getting over the yeah, night before. he said he drank a little bit too much the last two nights, and he wasn't feeling very good. <laughs> so, Oh, that was something I did have to talk about that I don't think we talked about was the West Coast race that's going on or the races that are going on out west the usac uh who is your the midget who do you who do you think is going to win that turkey is it turkey night the final night sure sure who knows i don't know i don't know what the schedule is (laughs) all right the schedule i know i'm gonna gonna say i know they were at bakersfield last night buddy kofoid because because he's the king of... But he's going to win the championship. Yeah. Well, he's up by like 100 points. So, yeah. yeah Grant didn't do so well last night. Now, so, yeah. But no, they're in Placerville for two days. And Placerville. Placerville. Figure it out. Macerd Speedway. That's Merced. It. Merced. Figure it out. And then... <laughs> Why do I say these <laughs> names? They sound horrible. They're at this other track with a V. Ventura. 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 The final that night. place. I that's, that's a I've beautiful heard that's race a, That's, that's right on the beach. Place. Beautiful race It's track. on the beach, my mind. Is it really? You yeah. S- you sit in the stands and the ocean's behind you. You turn around and it's, yeah. It's beautiful. It is, it is awesome. I, a little one-third mile track. When I went is out that? to California, that I was really hoping they were racing there. Yeah, but unfortunately, we're not. Uh, What's that track we were watching during the Nationals and they're out west that had like a hill as as the outside wall of turn three and four out west. Um, it was like a like a giant I want to say Placerville. Is that what it I was? So. I was like, holy cow. Brandon's like, yeah, that's just the way it is. That's their wall. Is that- you got you to see the video. That's Ventura. Wow. You got to see the video. There was a, a female driver um, was driving for Simpson, I think his name was, uh, Buddy Kofoid's uncle or whatever mm-hmm. and she was racing and she went off the back side of the track and went up that ramp and then took a hard left and came off that ramp and just 
airborne and and plopped right in the she 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 it was not a good look for her so <laughs> you'd have to i'll have to show you a video but it was amazing uh what she did and it was a pretty dumb move but uh so do you think we'll have a female winner in one of these races they timed in well last night i would hope eventually i mean i don't get why taylor can't win one she times in good you gotta finish a race to win one is it is it just she just can't when traffic comes out there she seems like they all can stay up front for like after the first half and then they fall off i i i don't get it i don't know because i know like on uh another podcast he they were saying that it's they picked like jade abadizian or uh kaylee bryson one of those two will probably have the best chance and i agree um but it seems like Jade, I think, has in maybe a year or two, she's going to be a lot stronger. I think she's going to have a better chance of winning some of these races. But I don't know what you guys think. I think so. I mean, you know, she's she's done well. Uh, she's already won a uh, uh, extreme. extreme midget race out with the uh, the World Outlaw or Dirt Car Sanction, whatever you want to call it. Um, just the USAC stuff. It's 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 a different ball game, I think, and. You have uh you have all the best of the best run with the with USAC. So I mean, it's only a matter of time between between before one of these girls wins one of these races. Which one do you think will win? Be the first to win a USAC race? If you had to, if you had to pick, I have always picked. I'm picking Kaylee I'm Bryson picking because Kaylee. Uh, I I just like her. She's she's a hell of a race car driver. I'm um, starting to think it's going to be Jade, but I don't ever pick anything right. So it's probably going to be uh, Reimer's girl has been doing really well too. So, I mean, she times in good. So, if you got a good starting spot, that always helps for an A feature. I mean, you got to get I mean, out of race. But, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I guess I don't understand why she's not winning races, uh, Taylor. Maybe you should get her on the show. Maybe you should. Maybe you should take another break and we'll come back and wrap things up. We'll try Tanner one more time and see if we can get him on. And if not, we'll wrap up the show and uh, we'll go from there. And welcome to the Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award-winning play and buffet experience. With over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages. With over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration. And we hope to see you soon. Join Stars photographer BA and Office official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I, was, I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray-painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some, some NHL or he's looking up to, but 
I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick, though. <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything. But 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast all season long right here on the Anchor app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It yeah. went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. <laughs> You are listening to Quick Time, the podcast. Guys, I don't think we're going to have a guest. Uh, that'd be a shitty reception out there in California or wherever Tanner's at. So I think we're going to blow off the guest for this week because we're uh, already running uh, running an hour long. So uh, you got anything to wrap up the show with? Because uh, this ain't good radio right now. <laughs> what? Well, Brad's looking for a video, and usually he's the one that gets his son a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Uh, it's been pretty slow and racing world, and uh, I think we well, we babbled enough today. I hope we didn't bore all all of our fans. Oh well, yeah, we but we're not having a great great look for the new sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but we aren't doing a podcast next week. No, because I celebrate Thanksgiving. Got to get my turkey on. I'll be in a coma, and actually, the the Michigan Ohio State football game will be on. That's what I watch. Ohio State. What? Ohio State. No. They're horrible. OH. Well, at least we're not Penn State fans like all the other race car drivers we have on. So, <laughs> but we could be Husker I think it's fans. time to put this program out of its misery. And- we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of doing it well here. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Quick Time the Podcast. I want to thank everybody who made it this far. Good Lord. Thank God. Thank God for you because. Uh, this was a rough one, boys. Yeah. And forgive us and be thankful that we have a podcast. And next next one will be better. Next thing we will have a guest. Hey, <laughs> we set the bar low. That way we can achieve <laughs> yeah. our goals on the next one. Only going to get better. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, we will check everybody out here in two weeks as we are taking next week off as it is uh, Thanksgiving weekend, like we said before. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.